I'm a mom of Irish triplets, twins, and my third, who I had 18 months later. So I know a thing or two about baby gear and paraphernalia, what you need and what you don't. I only give an F about three Fs, form, the quality and durability of a product, functionality, and fair price. I recently discovered Baby Trends Cover Me 4-in-1 Car Seat. It's a convertible car seat that has a patent-pending canopy for overhead and side sun protection. It can be used for 4 to 100 pounds and in modes including rear-facing, toddler rear-facing, forward-facing, and belt-positioning booster. And get this, the Cover Me also has a very convenient recline system, which allows your child to find a comfortable position and limits the amount of space taken up by the seat when in the rear-facing position. My babies did not like having their knees scrunched up to their face, and rightfully so. Problem solved. Lastly, there's a no-twist, no-rethread harness and comfort cabin with multi-layered padding in conjunction with the UPF 50 Plus canopy I mentioned earlier. Baby Trend was founded in 1988 and it's a brand that's tried, tested, and true. I'm so glad to work with the female podcast collective, ASA, to bring you my code COVERME20 to receive 20% off when you visit babytrend.com backslash ASA, O-S-S-A. Again, cover me 20 to receive 20% off your order at babytrend.com backslash ASA. Safe travels. I think the kids need to go back to uh, grassroots where I think the circle needs to take you back to how maybe my mom or my grandmother looked at things for for us the child needs to understand how to disconnect from it all and get within themselves to know themselves i think there is a there is a somewhere to touch upon a spiritual aspect for a child a meditation or mm-hmm. uh, you know just not doing anything just calming down is a very important part of life in today's times for a child also because of the fact that you know there is so much television there is so much of these blue screens that you're watching the blue lights going into your system yeah somewhere even if you have the child just shutting their eyes and you're singing to them or they're singing whatever they want to something which takes you back to touch upon your inner self yeah which will, I think, help the child to evolve to a different place and a space. As moms, we often wonder, am I doing enough for my kids? I'm here to tell you, you are super mama. That's because we have an undeniable superpower, our intuition, and it never steers us wrong. I call it our mom sense. Hi, I'm Kanika Chadda Gupta, and I'm the host of That's Total Mom Sense. I'm a journalist, entrepreneur, wife, and mom of three, twins plus one. Now, if I had a dollar every time I heard, gee, you have your hands full. On my podcast, I interview influential moms from various industries and cover topics that all first-time parents grapple with, from getting your baby to sleep to screen time allowance, your new normal in your marriage, and how to dedicate time to yourself. Learn and laugh along with that total mom sense. 
I am so thrilled to do this interview as it's with a mother and daughter duo I am blessed to have as dear family friends and have had the opportunity to witness their evolution and impact on the fashion and film industries on a global scale firsthand. They are Nita Lula and Nishka Lula Mera. Nita Lula symbolizes elegance, romance, and opulence. Her designs are a unique blend of feminine fragility and power. Using India's rich cultural heritage of craftsmanship, embroidery techniques, and textiles, Nita creates her representation of Indian bridal and diffusion wear that draws style inspirations from Edwardian silhouettes and patterns, yet remains deeply rooted in tradition and forms. Nita Lula is one of the most celebrated and respected names in the Indian fashion industry today. Counted amongst India's top bridal fashion designers, she has created nothing short of a legacy in the fashion and film industry in a career spanning over 30 years. Starting her journey at the young age of 16, Nita Lula finished her formal education in dressmaking and apparel construction from SNDT University, after which she got her first job with the famous fashion choreographer Jean Naroji. Crediting her time there, having taught her about how a fashion show is designed, she later returned to her alma mater, SNDT, as a lecturer and thoroughly enjoyed her experience teaching. She was soon offered her first film project to style. Taking the opportunity head-on, Nita Lula impressed everyone with her creativity and skill and in no time became one of the most celebrated designers of Bollywood, having worked with leading directors and actors of the industry. In 2005, Nita Lula launched her flagship store in Mumbai to cater to her growing global clientele. Bridal Trousseau Consultancy and Diffusion Wear are the primary offerings of the Nita Lula label. In 2008, she became the first designer to launch her online retail platform, and by 2009, she established her distribution network over five continents. With a growing demand for her designs, she was proud to recently launch her second flagship store in DLF Emporio, Delhi in 2016. Whether it was incorporating Thanjore paintings in her designs to introducing pre-stitched saris in India in 2001 or fiber optics to her collection in 2017, she has always been at the forefront of curious exploration and experimentation. Hence, she's also been named the Zarina of Indian fashion. Nita lives in Bombay with her husband, Dr. Sham Lula, and they have two children, Siddharth and Nishka. Nita's daughter Nishka was born into fashion and has had an eye for design from the start. Nishka Lula Mera also graduated from SNDT College, Mumbai, and is also a design consultant for the fashion brand Provogue and for the shoe brand Mochi in India. Her label Nishk launched in 2009 as a chic, vibrant, and funky clothing line consisting of dresses, shorts, jumpsuits, and skirts, and the embellishments are catchy, innovative, versatile, using unusual materials to create the perfect coordinated look. Her label also has a range of accessories like clutches, bags, and watches. 
a moment in time that I had a chance to witness firsthand and cover as a CNN anchor in India was Nishka's debut at Lakme Fashion Week. She won a competition out of 100 Gen X designers to design an outfit and collection for Katrina Kaif, who is the brand ambassador for Barbie. When she sashayed down the ramp, it was a defining moment for Nishka and what was to come. Nishka is settled in Bombay with her husband, Dhruv Mera, and has a daughter, Miraya. Okay, so Nita, auntie, and Nishka, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Tanika. Thank you. So I wanted to just kick it off with, you know, our history, our background. I mean, you've known me since I was a baby, um, and we grew up together. I was, you know, born in Bombay. And I feel like one of the most memorable moments in my lifetime was the fact that both of you had outfitted me for my wedding events, my sangeet, my reception, my wedding lenga. I mean, it was all completely conceptualized and crafted by you. And I just, I felt like a princess that day. So I can't thank you enough for you know, doing that for me and the memories that we've shared over time. Seems like just yesterday. I know. I know. And now we have all these butchas. Anita, you are truly an artist in every way. And I don't know if many people know this, um, but you're a skilled painter as well as, you know, a fashion designer, which you're lauded for. We know you for that. So what piqued your interest in arts to begin with? Essentially, when I started off, I didn't even know how to hold a pencil. And I am not a skilled painter, Kanika. I just paint what's in my heart. I'm kind of learning as I'm going through and I'm painting now. I'm learning. And it's been a great learning process for the last eight years since I've been painting. And the 34 years that I've been in fashion, also, I would say, is every day is a learning experience. So I think that's how I look at life and that's how I look at my work. And it keeps it very interesting. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I feel like it's important to be a learner uh, all your life. What was that one moment that you said, uh, you know, this is what I want to do? And at such a young age to boot. I don't know, you know, at, at, uh, in today's times, you do uh, make a conscious effort to uh, decide what you're going to do in life with, you know, your work, your uh, when you're going to get married, everything is planned. And that point in time, for me, it was never planned. My only go-to thing was that I didn't want to study, so I wanted to get married. And, and when I got married, my in-laws and my husband said, you can't be just sitting at home, so you need to do something. So I said, okay, let me make new clothes and, you know, let me learn tailoring. So that was my go-to when I started off. And I didn't realize that it would become such a big career for me and uh, would become my life. Right, right. That's really incredible. And what did you study at the time? Was it pattern making or merchandising what sort of courses were there at that time and because it's a completely different world today it was called pattern making and a pattern manufacture mm-hmm. and that's precisely what we studied and in that we had kind of uh, smaller segments of styling of embroidery history of world costumes marketing uh, merchandising is a very nascent word uh, for me at that point in time it was and uh, today the whole thing has changed today it's, it's a a time for a speciality and particularly now it is super specialities. Right. And that time you had to study everything and know everything. That was something that was a plus. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you're still very involved with SNDT. What 
has changed over the years? And, you know, what kind of talents, raw talents do you see in the students now? I think uh, the perception of work has changed. The perception of how you look at your career has changed. Today, students and fashion aspirants are very, very clear as to what they want to do, whether they want to be a stylist, whether they want to be a merchandiser. You know, things are, avenues are very specified in their minds and they go with it. And there is a a thought process of uh, mastering one particular skill. Uh, which I think stems from the advent of uh, the teaching format abroad. Right, right. So tell us about your latest collection. I'm working on two, three verticals as of now. Uh, Amidst the COVID, I was actually, uh, I am on the jury of the Academy of Motion Picture of Arts and Sciences. So the Oscars, I was watching like 174 films. Simultaneously, I was uh, um, working on a new project, Post Thalaivi. It's a South Indian film with Samantha. And working on my bridal clients and everybody uh, in the scenario that we are today in, you know, everyone's rushing to get their clothes done or not to get it done. So there is a kind of uh, commotion that's happening, a confusion uh, India-wide. And so dealing with that as well. But you know what? It's it's kind of um, going with the flow is taking each day as it comes. And then very importantly, even pursuing your daily duties and your job as a wife and as a mother. Yes. Yes. And we're definitely going to get into that. I wanted to, you know, touch upon the many Bollywood heroines you've outfitted over the years and the most iconic movies. And one that just kind of sticks out in my mind is Aishwarya Rai in both Devdas and Jodhakar, which were really reminiscent of the Gilded Era. How did you recreate that? I work on my projects in a very, very systematized format. And I work on, I read the script I uh, visualize the script. I get the director's perception of how he is looking and projecting the film. I reread it so that I get kind of uh, involved in certain, you know, the more you read a script, the more you get to know the character and what kind of nuances you want to put into the character, what kind of color scheming, what kind of uh, look and statement you want to create for the character. It's like building a style statement for every person in that film. And uh, uh, once once you've got that completely in sync with your mindset and the characterization that you want to portray, then you get into kind of uh, recurring fabrics, uh, creating the cuts, getting into look tests, and then uh, putting the entire accessorization together. Yeah, amazing. Amazing. You make it sound so effortless, but I feel like each film and each project <laughs> is is an isolated case, you know, and you have such an eye. It's incredible for the audience to watch unfold, you know. Some other career highlights that I just have to mention is, you know, you are uh, of the distinguished Padmashri. Was that one of your most proudest moments? I think my four national awards have been my most proudest moments, but I should let you in a little secret. The first national award that I got from the president of India, I really didn't know what it was. And I was like, I'm not going all the way to Delhi to, you know, collect an award till my husband had to sit me down and make me understand that. Do you really realize what this is all about? And when I was on that stage collecting my national award, my first national award, 
Vallame, I was all, I was a complete bundle of nerves, you know, and I was like shaking. And that's when I actually realized what it was all about. Wow. And your latest project with Kangana Ranaut um, for Mani Karnak, the Queen of Shanti. Tell us uh, a little bit about that and what we can expect. So Mani Karnika has released and uh, uh, it was uh, quite acclaimed for its clothes and uh, the way she looked. However, the, the other project that I'm working with and I've just completed for Kangana is Thalaivi, which is based on uh, Srimati Jailalita's, uh, uh, it's her biopic. It's right. based on her life. If you ask me today, which is my most challenging project, up until uh, Mani Karnika or Panipat, I could not say which was my most challenging project. But uh, after completing this film, I say this is one of my most challenging projects. Predominantly because the choreograph, the style graph, the fashion statement um, that Jayama made was tremendous. Then to create, you know, the inner structuring of Kangana, of course, she had put on almost uh, 15 to 20 kgs of weight, but uh, to be able to create that structuring for her to look like Jayama was quite a task. What made the entire film challenging was that every time you looked at, uh, you had to recreate songs, right, from her time. Right. Uh, right from the time she entered films to when she was a very, very, she was a superstar, basically. So every time you saw a film or a song of hers, you, you would think that you've grasped the style statement completely. But I must have watched every song at least 15 to 16 times. But every time I watched it, every time a new element came out and that made it ever so challenging. Wow. But you know what was the most uh, beautiful, beautiful aspect of that? That certain songs when I was watching, my little Mirai would be sitting there and she would be dancing. So it was like, should I watch the song or should I watch her? Watch her, yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness. And that, you know, is, is so sweet. And I feel like it's, again, probably nostalgic for you because you used to take Nishka on the set. Yeah. Um, when she was that age. What was that like? Because this, you know, the show is called That's Total Mom Sense and it's about entrepreneurial women who are moms. And so that's exactly you. And how did you navigate both roles and, you know, take your, your son and daughter to set with you uh, when you were working? So my son used to come in a backpack with me to college. Okay. <laughs> I would say that I had a great set of in-laws and, you know, they would take care of both the kids when I had to be out. But um, what really made it easy for me was the fact that at that point in time, you never had like a huge workshop or, you know, a place where you were working out from a factory area because I was very new in the industry. So I would be at home and my machines were at home. My tailors were at home. I right. used to do a lot of sewing and cutting myself. So I was in and around here and uh, the kids would see a lot of me around except for when I went to shoots. But when Nishka was about three, I started taking off her shoots with me because I just felt that uh, it's, it's important for your child to understand the kind of work you do yeah. and to be able to meet with people to um, grasp what is around. And it kind of opens your mind to um, different avenues and you start understanding what books don't teach you, you know. It's not, I wouldn't say it's like being street smart, but it's about picking up certain mindsets, picking up certain aspects of 
any kind of career and it will keep you open to understanding what is in store in life for you uh, per se whether it is for a career or whether it's interaction with people yes. but of course uh, when she was 5 i took her for a photo shoot and um, when i went to pick up a pair of accessories i suddenly see her dabbing on the dress for an actor and saying okay i'm going to put it nicely for you and <laughs> i said okay you know, now this is getting too much into her skin so then i stopped taking her out for shoots but yeah she she would come with me as and when and uh, she had the independence to decide what she wanted to wear how she wanted to style herself or, you know and people she met and uh, the relationship between her and me was pretty open to that sense yeah it's beautiful and i mean i've seen it firsthand um and i love the dynamic that you share uh, nishka do you remember when you were that age uh, going to shoot with with mom yeah i do i do remember going i really enjoyed it because um, i felt like you could just see people transforming like these women transforming it was really uh, great to watch and i used to just come home and try to do the same thing and uh, and dress up my try to dress up my babies in the same way also or uh, you know try to dress myself in the same way uh, i think that's when i really started coordinating all my outfits myself at a really really young age like i had an opinion on what i wanted to wear and i started sketching as well as a hobby like even in school when i had nothing to do i would just uh, in the breaks i would just sit and sketch outfits yeah so i think that passion uh, grew really quickly that's beautiful i love that um and it's in your blood you know i think that though you both are um very artistically different there's that common thread but yeah. it's there so meetati what advice do you have for mothers today i feel that a lot of mothers share their schools with their kids you know and rightly so because the pressure is so much and there is uh, so much to do the child is overburdened with a lot of uh, academics mm-hmm. and uh, uh, very few kids really want to go out there and play in the garden or play in the parks because i think because of even the constraint of space and and i at a very young age the child has learned uh, uh, computers has learned to switch on and switch off the phone my 2 year old knows how to switch off a phone or to take a photo photograph or a video as well yeah. which is amazing but also i feel that despite all this i think the kids need to go back to uh, grassroots where i think the circle needs to take you back to how maybe my mom or my grandmother looked at things for for us you know yeah. so there is um there is a mindset that the child has to get vis-a-vis academics but there is also a mindset that the child needs to get where the child needs to understand how to disconnect from it all and get within themselves to know themselves yeah. you know um, yeah. i think there is a there is a somewhere to touch upon a spiritual aspect for a child a medit station or mm-hmm. uh, you know just not doing anything just calming down is a very important part of life for today uh, in today's times for a child mm-hmm. also because of the fact that you know there is so much television there is so much of these blue screens that you're watching the blue lights going into your system yeah somewhere even if you have the child just shutting their eyes and you're singing to them or they're singing whatever they want to something which takes you back to touch upon your 
inner self, yeah. which will, I think, help the child to evolve to a different place and a space. You know, I don't know whether this is something that helps children. I remember Nishka also did this for Miraya at the age, at, at a very young age. And I used to support that and ask her to do this and a little more is the fact that we used to put on meditative music, affirmations for her and uh, make her hear it even when she was hardly four to six months. So it, it kind of seeped into her subconscious from that age. Yeah. So I think that... Portion is a very important aspect that one has to look at for a child in today's times. Yes, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I mean, I think that because we have so much at our fingertips and we're overstimulated, so many people have forgotten about what it means to be a spirit and be spiritual. And it's something that we have to uh, carve out time for in our own lives and, and make a priority and then pass on to our children as well. And like another thing is uh, just using their imagination because they have all these toys and gadgets and things, you know, tangible things that they can play with. I mean, when I was younger, I feel like there were so many times where we would just have pretend play, you know, we're playing house house or we're playing restaurant or, you know, and I feel like that doesn't exist as much. Um, something we have to recreate. And now for a quick break brought to you by my brand sponsor, Homer. Hi, this is Kanika Shadagupta, founder and host of That's Total Mom Sense. I'm Stephanie Dua, president and co-founder of Homer. And this is At Home with Homer. Homer is the essential early learning program for kids aged two to eight. We have the most comprehensive app available for early learning skills that you can find on iOS or Google Play. And you can also find our really fun explore kits that help kids with their math, their reading, and social emotional learning that you can find on our website, learnwithhomer.com. On this weekly segment, we're gonna cover a range of topics from raising confident readers to developing emotional intelligence. These are the skills that will carry your child through school and life and resonate most when taught at home by you, their most important teacher. So grab a notepad, your phone, or your mental notebook to remember the tips shared during this segment. And now on to At Home with Homer. Now we're going to talk about summer and structure. So summer is officially underway. School is out. The warm weather is here. And we have longer days to enjoy being out and enjoy the sun. And after over a year living in this pandemic, I think we all feel a sense of, of freedom now that we're, we're in the summertime. Stephanie, we've talked about kind of finding that perfect harmony when it comes to play and learning, but I want you to kind of dive in deeper on tips that you can share with families on embracing freedom and flexibility when it comes to summer without losing structure, because we do kind of have to have some sort of schedule in place uh, with younger kids. I love how you put it, freedom and flexibility. I think that's the perfect framework for the summer. So I can relate to this personally. You know, we always have this moment where like, what do we do with all the kids now? <laughs> you know, and now the routine that we had um, is not in place. Here's what I like to say, which is like, it doesn't have to be that radically different than what your life was like when the kids were in school. Now with COVID, everything's a little bit jumbled. You know, everything's a little bit different. But I think it's important for children 
to have some sense of structure. I don't think it needs to be rigid. I think the structure needs to be how you framed it with some structure, but there's some freedom within that so that they have some agency. Could be even roughly, this is what we do now in the morning. This is what we now do for lunch. This is what our afternoon nap is. This is our afternoon activity. And this is how we wind down after dinner at the end of the day. Having some rough sense of predictability for children so that as they're moving from one thing to the next, they know what is next. That mm. can help with everything from tantrums to being overtired that they can start to you know, cognitively understand what is happening and be able to modulate really their behavior accordingly. So that, that level of structure, I think, is great. But it's so important to make room for kids to take agency at all ages. So giving kids a opportunity for choice within that structure. Do you want to do this activity? Do you want to do that activity? Do you want to wear these socks today? Do you want to wear those socks today? You know, really starting to get them to think about their choices and have that agency is a very powerful thing for a small child. The third piece that moms often forget is that self-care is child care. You know, it's interesting in the summertime, you know, when our own schedules get a little misaligned or we're afraid we're not going to have the time to do some of the things we're going to need, we put ourselves last. And I think it's really important for your children to see that you're taking care of yourself as part of the child care. So whether it's a walk, exercise, sitting down and having lunch, you know, not eating the scraps on the table after you've made a sandwich, like we've all done. I know, standing, yes. (laughs) Exactly. You know, just allowing your child to see that is incredible modeling behavior. You don't know how important that is for a child to say, oh, I'm a human, I'm a person, I have needs, and this is how my needs get to be met, need to be met as well. It's a really important model. And then sometimes kids will say, I'm bored. And it's parents you know, often ask, what do you do when your child says, I'm bored? I think it's really important to frame like, why are you bored? You know, I really allow the child to have some exploration instead of just giving them another activity, really right. allowing the child to figure out how do they work their, how do they problem solve their way around out of boredom, you know, and so that they can start to end up having that agency over time. So that's what I always like to recommend a little bit of structure. You said it the best, which is like some flexibility is really important, but also, you know, having some freedom of choice. Yes, absolutely. I wanted to kind of share my experience um, since we have had one pandemic ridden summer. And I feel like we learned a lot of lessons from last year. We had a, a schedule in place. And after a few weeks, it was out the window because it's just not sustainable. And what we did do was carve out kind of time blocks on, okay, you know, I know I want to kind of tire them out in the morning and then they come home and have their lunch and potentially nap after that because we've been outdoors the first half of the day. And then your point about agency, I love this. So giving the children choices, I made flashcards, stick figures that I would draw on them um, because my younger ones can't read, but it would be, you know, nature walk or blocks or painting, you know, arts and crafts, whatever it was. And I said, so what do you guys want to do today? Pick a flashcard. And then they would decide water play you know there were so many different choices that they had in front of them um so that definitely gave them that agency and um and they loved picking their flashcards every day yeah great suggestion and all of those are learning moments so you know we can keep the learning alive in so many creative ways that allow children to really own some more independence in their life and that's very rewarding for them 
Yes, yes. And then the last bit about self-care is child care. Also so important. It was just recently that my youngest, who's two and a half, saw me reading a book because it's usually after hours that I do that whenever I feel I, you know, I want to make that time. He was so curious and was like, what are you reading? And he's like picking up this hardbound book, no pictures. And, you know, this is mama's book. And I think they're very receptive to the fact that, yes, as parents, we have our own interests. We we need to carve our own me time, you know, and, and I think they're going to respect that when they're older. I think you can speak to this. My oldest one, who's now amazingly starting to apply for college, you know, said to me recently how much she appreciated that my husband and I really valued our own time. And so now she's really using that. She'll say like, I have too much work. I need my me time. Mm. I need time just to sit and read a book. I need time to take a walk. I need time to, and that kind of like when kids are really stressed in high school and taking all these exams, you know, the fact that she can now recognize she has to take care of herself is by far more important than any other lesson I could give her, right? Yes. Ultimately, that is the best gift is that you're human and you have to learn how to take care of yourself ultimately. Right, right. And you know the cues. Yeah. You're reading your body, you know, and you're reading your your own cues when you need to regulate. Exactly. Love it. We hope you enjoy this week's At Home with Homer segment. To download the app, visit learnwithhomer.com dot com backslash momsense m o m s e n s e to receive your very own sixty day free trial. Your kids are gonna love playing the games, watching the visual stories, and more. Now back to the interview. So, what is it like, you know, being a nanny? Oh, it's the most beautiful experience. Yeah. It's- it's absolutely heavenly and divine. The little one teaches me a couple of things. For example, just the other day, um, she came over to my office and she says, go to work with nanny. First of all, she says, go to work with mama. Okay. So she comes to office and she sits next to me and she has this little doll that she has named Bishnu, baby Bishnu. So she was she was wearing, baby Bishnu was wearing a little t-shirt. So I decided to cut up a little piece of fabric and make a jacket for baby Bishnu. And after I made it and I put it on, she says, Nani, it's not working. So I was like, <laughs> okay. I was pretty amazed. But yeah. Uh, yeah, sitting with her and explaining things to her, talking to her. Just playing with her, um, she's she's pretty boisterous. So am I. So we kind of play cricket, we play football, and a whole lot of uh, um, games. So she pretty much enjoys it. The the kind of spiritual aspect that I'm talking about, it just takes you back to that platform. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. I mean, I'm dying to meet her. When circumstances are different, you know, we'll get all the kids together. So Nishka, I wanted to, you know. I guess, pass it on to you and tell us, um, you know, if you knew that fashion was always the number one career trajectory for you after seeing your mom. Uh, Yeah, I always knew that. Uh, After school, I went straight into fashion university. I did do my uh, education on the site. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my yeah, but uh, I went straight into fashion. I did not want to waste any time. Okay. I did my um, diploma in apparel manufacture and design at SMDT, which was the same place where mom studied too. And uh, at a very young age, I got my first internship uh, with a movie 
uh, it was a movie under Mukta Arts called Kisma, and that's when the journey began. I just started working uh, continuously since then. Wow, wow! And what are some of the milestones that you look back on as pinch me moments? I think first was winning the Barbie contest, uh, where uh, I participated with so many of India's uh, leading designers, and I won it. Where Katrina wore uh, the outfit designed by me. She was a likeness for Barbie. So she wrote that out. I remember it on the headlines and I mean, it was just groundbreaking. And I feel like if anyone had to dress Barbie and the Barbie ambassador, it's you. I mean, you just capture that effervescence and girly chic persona so well. And I mean, it's just you were made for that. I really, I was really excited for that project. So as soon as I heard that there's a contest like this, I just jumped right into it and, you yeah. know, gave it my all. And I think uh, it's really one of the best experiences I've had. Mm-hmm. Um, I would think the other milestones are really growing up with fashion because um, first few collections that I did were really different from what I do now. And yeah. with each collection, I feel like I'm just growing as a person and that kind of reflects in my collections. So I think that is a milestone for me too, because I think I'm just learning more with every collection. I'm learning more about myself with every collection. Because for me, style is like an expression of yourself. I think that those are milestones for me where I'm just discovering and exploring and learning. Yes, yes. And I mean, with motherhood, I feel like, that has probably informed a lot of your design sense as well. Because you're, you know, do you feel like you're kind of looking for something that can provide comfort and functionality that most moms need? Absolutely. I think the way I dress myself is very different now. It's all about uh, comfort, utility, being practical. I've always been a moody dresser myself. I've always been moody. So right now, the way I dress is very different from how I would earlier. And that kind of reflects in my designs as well. Yeah. And what is the latest you know, collection you're working on? What can we look out for? Since Mariah was born, I took a break for a year because yeah. um, I know a lot of moms can balance work life and um, life as a mother, like uh, uh, life as a new mom. Um, that's what I planned for myself too in the beginning, but uh, it was totally different after I became a mother. I just felt that I needed to prioritize this more. I think it's very difficult to balance when people say they can balance. There are people who can balance. My mom balanced both yeah. her, her life as a mom and her work life, but this is something I couldn't do. I felt, I felt that I need to give that time to my baby now. And yeah. since then there was... COVID that started. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I feel like that's colored it big time. You know, it's a lot of sacrifices that we've had to make. So how is that parenting in a pandemic? I mean, there are pros and cons. You're spending so much time with your baby that you wouldn't be able to. And, you know, you're schooling them yourself and you're learning new things about them. It's really sad as well because, uh, you know, Mirai loves the outdoors and I can't send her down so much right now. She's missing that outdoor life which mm-hmm. she could have had and this is these are like her growing these are very um, important stages in her life where she's two she's a toddler so you know she wants to run around she wants to play she wants to get out there she wants to be free and in- independent and um so it's really sad at the same time she cannot go to school physically and meet other kids in school she has to do online classes now we're just hoping that this gets better 
Yeah. And she can go to school and meet her friends yeah. soon. I know. I know. We're all just praying for that. But I feel like you're handling it so wonderfully. You know, it's uh, it's not easy to have. It's not easy uh, at all. Yeah. yeah, you've seen it. What does it uh, make you feel, Auntie, about like seeing Nishka as a mom? It just, I, I just want to start crying. <laughs> I keep wondering when is she become all so grown up. I know. <laughs> you know, because for a mother, the child is still a child. I think as times are difficult and uh, things are difficult, especially now more than ever, uh, you know, for for kids and for parents, the challenge is way, way too much because uh, there are so many aspirations children have, smaller kids have. There are so many avenues of having fun. Uh, games and everything that's there but then uh, to be able to streamline that to be able to control that is a very difficult proposition especially keeping them in good health yeah you know and uh, the challenge of not being able to let them meet their peers but somehow I feel that this too shall pass and we will come out stronger Uh, we'll only have to work double hard on what we lost out on but that that's my point of view because that's how I've seen I've seen my life and that's how I see it right now what you really need to do is you need to just strengthen yourself internally as well and that's why I say there is a sense of spirituality that needs to come in where even as mothers we need to calm down we need to meditate a bit to make ourselves ready for the entire day because that 20 minutes of calming and meditating and, uh, you know, refocusing your and channelizing your inner self towards uh, preparing for the day is very essential. And then I guess you need to just go with the flow. You just need to be that little friend, that little toddler that your toddler needs. Play with them and just be with them. I guess that's that's how I look at it. But things are really difficult as of now for everybody and challenging as well. What is one thing that, you know, Mariah has done lately that surprised you? Uh, Nishka, do you have a story? Um, I think kids uh, imitate their parents. Like we are role models for them. Even I think she really, she hears us talk and uh, she tries to imitate that too. So just today she was doing something and my husband told her, uh, Mariah, don't do that. It's not good for you. And she tells my husband, uh, just chill, Papa. <laughs> <laughs> And she said it in the correct context. Yes. I was shocked. Oh my god! With goodness. that, yeah, like this two-year-old is telling my, uh, is saying this to my husband. Sure, Papa, yeah, amazing. How does she even understand when to use it? Just chill, yeah, yeah. They they literally pick up anything. It's yeah, and it's and, and the way she came to me and she said, "It's not working, Nani." <laughs> I literally because we as yeah we as designers keep discussing okay this is not working okay this so she's just picked that up like a grasping curve she grasps really quickly yeah but then to use it in the context and understanding where it's coming from you know I think today's generation is much smarter than the last and (laughs) and the one coming is going to be even smarter even yeah I completely agree they're super sharp (laughs) tell us about a mom sense moment that you had I think it's really small things uh, because Mirai is so small right now but I really want her to be independent it's very easy for them to be independent especially in the pandemic where we're around them all the time whether she's climbing downstairs or you know standing on the bed at the edge of the bed I just let her be and I feel 
sometimes it's okay if she falls gently of course but it's okay if she falls and she learns yes. but there are just yes. moments where i know that she's going to be okay i do not need to help her or support her or hold her hand and she just does it and there are moments i just feel that she's going to fall so i just catch her quickly when she is going to so i think that's really total mom sense yeah <laughs> yes absolutely and that do you have a i feel like you might have you know many mom sense moments even now yeah but the last mom sense moment mm-hmm. i had and i remember is you know for the longest time my husband and i have been asking mishka before she got married of course that do you have someone in mind do you want to get married and she used to always say if i had someone i will let you know yeah. you know and then she was dating through for a year and a half which i didn't know but the way she was uh, you know this entire thing of shutting her room and talking on the phone very quietly you kind of get a get a whiff of it you know yeah, someone who doesn't, yeah. who, who doesn't do that and she's been the way she has been this little barbie and this little princess who who gets completely uh, exasperated and harrowed with every small stress that came to her so one time she was all over the place and you know she was flustered and i could see that but i didn't i didn't uh, kind of broach the to- topic so the next day she comes to me and she says i have to talk to you you know in in her i i was wanting to i was going to die laughing yeah. i was just <laughs> wanting to burst out laughing but i had to pretend i was very serious and i was like yeah. um so nishka said yes she was like her bubble had burst you know she said, at least let me tell you what it is yeah. said, no, i told you it's okay yes i've always told you it's okay whoever you like is okay for us as long as you've done the due diligence for yourself yeah amazing <laughs> so i think that was one of the biggest mom senses that i had you already knew yeah that's really you know i could i could make a comic book on on the expressions that she had that day yeah she thought and... she was very serious and i was just wanting to so burst out laughing it's <laughs> <laughs> so sweet and just to give you know dhruv some air time i mean he is a gem and i, I mean i feel like nishka nishka you can speak to that but all that oh, he's a wonderful person he's a wonderful person i think we are blessed you know yeah i really think we are blessed because in today's time to have someone who is so understanding so grounded is a treat yes is a blessing completely let's not forget our quote of the day if you can share a quote that you live by i don't believe that you have to work or or do whatever you want out of the box i don't believe uh, you have to do that i always believe that you have to create a new box of your own and uh, it's very important that you not on you're pushing your boundaries but you're creating that niche that you can feel happy about your conscience can feel happy about you get a sense of fulfillment and people remember you with or by right really profound nishka do you have a quote that you um i think um I believe that all we have is now so to make the best of every day and uh, enjoy every moment yeah i think uh, we need to live each day we need to take each day as it comes and enjoy every day basically yes yes and i feel like these are the lessons we've been taught during this challenging time you know to really value what time we have it's now time for mom hall when we share products we love 
Is there anything that you are loving? It could be a product or an app that you just feel like it's been your go-to lately. There's, there's this app called Baby Center that I use. And uh, it's really nice because uh, it really... Uh, so it it, we get an email every week and it uh, helps us to understand what our toddler is going through every mm-hmm. week. And it's quite uh, spot on. So that is something I'm really enjoying now. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. And I remember those... Um, Pregnancy apps that we had. Yeah. You know, that it was really in <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But this is way more exciting because you have the child in front of you and you're seeing the milestones unfold, you know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's called Baby Center. And uh, okay. it comes, it keeps it says your toddler this week or your preschooler this week, and it tells you what to expect and uh, what you can do about it. And okay. I think that's great. It's really uh, good to uh, your and understand yes yeah great great resource Neetanti what about you do you have something that you're kind of turning to these days that you want to share I'm reading a lot these days I'm doing a lot of meditation so my go-to is a lot of uh, YouTube uh, podcasts and um, business of fashion and a lot of uh, variant things because uh, at some time I'm, I'm trying to learn how to paint so I go through this Udemy or a, a, a kind of a lesson from Udemy, which mm-hmm. I found pretty exciting because you could do marketing, uh, social media marketing and uh, a whole lot of things. So in the uh, lockdown last time and now, it's been all about learning a lot, you know, whether yeah. this from the smallest of things, even cooking for that matter of fact. And I think that's pretty much what I'm doing. I'm I'm uh, grasping in and I'm taking in a lot of what I hear. And as it is, I'm not a person who reads much. So I need to hear things and I need to understand people's point of views. And that's how I get my education. So it's been a lot of introspection and education, I would say. That's so great. It's, um, it's great to hear that you're using your time so constructively. Where can my listeners find you? The most instant go-to is uh, the House of Nita Lula Instagram or the Nita underscore Lula Instagram or or our website. And uh, we're there. We're there at your service. Wonderful. And Nishka? Uh, my Instagram uh, handle, Nishka Lula. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. It is a delight to have you both on today. I'm so glad we got to catch up. Um, Thank you for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for sharing your motherhood stories and wishing you both a very, very happy Mother's Day this weekend. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you learned some home truths from mother and daughter duo, Nita, Auntie, and Nishka. Tune into other episodes and browse my YouTube videos on my website, that's totalmomsense.com. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts for a chance to receive a one-on-one Zoom session with me on the art of the interview valued at $250. So all you have to do is leave the review and send me a screenshot to that's total mom sense at gmail.com. Remember, always trust your mom sense. Stay strong, super mamas. See you next time. That's total mom sense.